Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause. Happy Friday, Edwin. Happy Friday, Andrew. I Actually, I got to tell you. I'm actually not excited. It's Friday. It's the last conversation we can have, and we cannot cover everything. No, we can't. No, we can't. So we've been telling people, hey, send an email, text talk at christiansmeetinghere.org. It's really, it's really good stuff. Um, I have found the conversations helpful this week. Um, of course, a goal uh, every week, but, you know, maybe some weeks achieve more than others. Just for me personally. Yeah, this is these, these conversations have really been enlightening and helpful for me. I hope today's is as well. We're going to talk about, I think, a topic that's that's high on everybody's lists in our modern day in the, quote, Christian landscape. Okay. And hope this can be helpful. But I'm going to start reading in verse 18, read through the end of the chapter. I am reading again from the English Standard Version. Children. It is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they'd been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, that it might become plain that they all are not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you, but the anointing that you received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming." If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Yes, there is a term that comes up in our reading today that is a hot, hot topic every so often. Actually, there's a couple, but which one are we going to talk about? Well, I, I thought we were going to talk about Antichrist. Yes, yes. Who is the Antichrist, Edwin, and when will he <laughs> appear? And what are the signs pointing to his one world government and reign of terror over the tribulation saints. This this is a big, big <laughs> question that gets asked today. There are books that are written about it. There are movies that are oh, yeah. presented about Absolutely. it. And it's interesting because here's the fascinating thing. I know everybody probably reading this right now is like, well, wait a minute. Isn't that a discussion for the book of Revelation? Yes. We, we are reading John's writings. We know we're going to get to Revelation in just, I don't know, two months here. Not even that long. Um, why aren't we going to wait to talk about the Antichrist until we get to the book of Revelation? Because obviously the Antichrist is just all throughout Revelation. Revelation is all about the Antichrist and his one world government and all that he's going to do and getting prepared for that. So why aren't we waiting till then? Well, wait a second now. If we're looking for the word Antichrist. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Isn't that's it? the thing, isn't it? That's the thing. So here's OK. Uh, speaking a little tongue-in-cheek, Andrew, and you know I am here, but uh, the the fact is Revelation does not mention the Antichrist. I know, and that shocks the pants off of a lot of people when they start looking into this. Yeah. They're like, well, 
wait a second then. And, and what you begin to learn is that there is a very popular system of eschatology, the study of the end things and how the world's going to end called dispensational. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's back up. Let's not, let's, let's not speed through that too quickly. What was that big word you just used? Eschatology. And what does eschatology mean? The study of last things or final things or the study of end times. Okay. All right. The idea that here is a branch of theology and biblical studies that's going to deal with what the Bible says about how the world is going to end. Okay. All right. And so in that study, what you just said is there's a framework, there's a theory, there's a picture that's presented. Now, now repeat that again. I just wanted to slow that, down and make sure I'm we didn't, sorry, I was didn't just quick, run so. through that so quick that folks missed what we were actually saying. So, 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 so explain I'm, that. And so that. there are some different, um, I guess frames would, would be a good word for it, different theories about what the Bible teaches concerning the end of the world. One of those that is very popular in evangelical circles today is the theory of dispensational premillennialism. Okay. And it's dispensational because? It's dispensational because the, the kind of big thinker for this, a fellow by the name of John Nelson Darby, took the Bible and chopped it up into seven different periods of time. He called them dispensations. Okay. All right. And that basically Bible history will record six of them. The last one, the seventh dispensation is the kingdom dispensation, which is when the Lord is going to return, build up a kingdom on earth. He's going to have a a kind of a quasi political reign on earth for a thousand years. And so where we are in this prophetic timetable, as Darby and Primalinus tell us, we're in this church age. We're waiting for Jesus to return and to set up his kingdom where he'll reign for a thousand years. But in this story, the figure that's going to have a battle with Jesus is none other than a personal, single antichrist. Okay. And so so it's dispensational because they've got these these periods of time that he called dispensations. And, yes. And if I understand it right, it's a dispensation isn't equivalent to period of time. It's it it, it kind of in this practical way uh, breaks down into periods of time, but it's the idea that there's actually been different ways that God dispensed the governing of his world. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's mm-hmm. a dispensation that and there's been these six of them and you've got the garden and you've got the law of Moses and you've yes. got and and then you end up with the final one which is the the full kingdom of God on the earth for a thousand years. Okay, so I think thousand years was where you're going to get millennium. That is correct. Millennialism. Why why is it pre millennialism? Okay, pre so pre means that um, Jesus returns pre or prior to his thousand year reign. On earth. So dispensational premillennialism is going to suggest that the history of the world from beginning to the end, there's seven seven dispensations, seven periods of time, seven different ways. God dispensed the rule. Six of them didn't work. And he was leading us to here's the only one that'll work. Mm -hmm. And so we're waiting on that one. And that's this kingdom that's going to come on the earth. And premillennialism says Jesus is going to come and be on earth prior to that kingdom and then reign in that kingdom on the earth. Yes, that is the story, and where it ties into, I think, what we're looking at today in mm-hmm. John is the the villain in that seventh dispensation is Antichrist. And so as the story goes, at the end of the sixth dispensation, the church age or the age of grace, God will rapture his church out of the world. That's a secret, silent snatching away. All the Christians just disappear, uh, leaving no kind of 
good salt or good influence in the world. And so a single leader will rise up named called Antichrist. There'll be this one world government and he's going to be, well, actually he's going to try to go lead a war against Israel and destroy Israel off the face of the earth. Yeah, and just yeah. when it looks like Israel's going to be wept off the face of the earth, here comes Jesus back with his holy legions. There's a big war the Battle of Armageddon, Jesus wins, Antichrist loses. And then we have the seventh dispensation of the kingdom coming. That is right. Okay, so that's that's the story. And that's the story. That's the story. And so it's a patchwork of different scriptures here and there to try to bolster that story. We're not going to have time to get into all of those today. No, of course not. But that's the story. So part of the linchpin is, hey, we're going to know this millennium is about to start because this Antichrist is going to show up. Exactly. And so everybody is now looking for this Antichrist to show up. And when the Antichrist shows up, ah, I mean, it's going to be really bad. It's going to be really bad for some people while that's going on. But we know what happens next is Jesus comes with the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So when is the Antichrist going to come? Who's the Antichrist? How can we find him? Exactly. All right. Now, here's the thing. Didn't John just say that Antichrist had already come? They're already here. When John wrote. Not, when John not wrote. already here as you and yeah. I are talking. No, like first already century. Already here when John was writing. Yes. So, in other words, a big, huge linchpin of this entire story that says we are still now, 2,000 years later, waiting for someone to show up. When John said, no, actually, they already came. They're already here. And, and if I'm not mistaken, we read again, I think it's plural. Antichrists. Yeah, yeah, it did say that. It did say that. We've got this, uh, as you've heard, anti. this is verse uh, 18, children, it's the last hour, and as you've heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. In other words, what you've heard about, well, mm-hmm. it's already happened. It's already happened. And it's actually a lot. There's a whole bunch of it. They're here. And so Antichrist did not refer, even when John said it, to a singular individual who's going to run and rule the world. Correct. That, that the king is going to come and defeat and set up a kingdom. In other words, here's this linchpin. So all of this story that you've just laid out, this perspective, I mean, here's a huge linchpin, a huge part of it that we just find out, well, actually that part, at least that part, is not true. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably should cause us to question the entire edifice of that doctrine. Yes. All right? Yes. Because w- what we find out about Antichrist is Antichrist has been here from the very beginning of the church. Antichrist has just always been there. And last hour, like last days, does not mean right at the end of time. It's actually referring to the kingdom that is here. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've learned that uh, in the last days, the Spirit is going to pour out, Joel 2, mm-hmm. and that's what happened in Acts 2. I mean, we, right. we've been in the last days. We, he's like, look, guys, you know this. This is, this is just the way it is. Antichrist has come. Antichrist has been here. In fact, and this is something I think we need to recognize, John writing this sermon to whatever congregation this is says, you guys are in a great spot. We talked about that earlier in the week. Yeah. But he does say... But look, it wasn't that long ago that there were people who were not in a great spot that were mixed in among you. They're Antichrist. But they left. Why? Because they weren't really one of us. They were actually opposed to us, and they were actually opposed to our king. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that was one of the things that I wanted to highlight. What do we know about the Antichrists from First John 5? Well, they started out with the Christians. Yeah. Okay? This is really more an idea of false teachers, those who should have known better, those who should have been walking in the light, maybe they were for a time, they have gone out from us and and have made themselves manifest, have made themselves clear in that way, that they are teaching doctrines now which are fundamentally contradicting or going against the gospel that the apostles had preached, the gospel that these Christians had understood and believed and participated in. 
All right. And and now you've got so where I'm going with that is he is not highlighting governmental authorities or governmental leaders. He's actually talking about teachers and yeah. their doctrines. And their doctrine is about denying Jesus. He he really it's amazing to me that this entire doctrine has been propped up and taught when it is absolutely clear. John says, let me tell you who Antichrist is. First John two twenty two. Who is the liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. He's not saying that when the Antichrist gets here, this is what that one guy is going to do. He's saying whoever does this, this is Antichrist. In 1 John 4, 3, And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now in the world already, Mm. confessing that Jesus is not from God. Now, jump into 2 John and verse 7, and he brings this up. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. So he, he nails down who Antichrist is. It is anyone who denies Jesus in any way, denying that he's the son, mm-hmm. denying that he came in the flesh, denying that he's God. That is Antichrist. And so that's where I think you look at this these writings and you date them a little bit later. We know that there was this heresy coming up called Gnosticism yeah. with its dualism. Sure. You mentioned that that was trying to persuade Christians and persuade people to believe, well, Jesus can't be really fully God and fully man. Right. We've got to break those things up. And there's all kind of implications with that. But fundamentally, you're denying what you've been taught. You're denying Christ. That's Antichrist. And that's wrong. Yeah. Here's here's why this is so important for us to spend so much time on this, Andrew. It's because when, if we think that we're waiting to find some world ruler and we're, and we're like looking around, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Where's that person going to come from? We're missing what John actually warned. Anybody who denies Jesus in any way is antichrist. Mm-hmm. And we have got to, we've got to realize that that can even grow up in churches because that's where it started here. People who, because of whatever, I mean, yeah. some of them denying that Jesus came in the flesh thought they were doing it by preserving his deity. And right. so, so, and we've got to realize that any place, any doctrine, any teaching that denies the incarnation, any teaching that denies father, son, and spirit, any teaching yeah. that denies Jesus is divine is antichrist. That's exactly and, right. And we cannot allow that. We cannot propagate that. We cannot continue with that. And that's, and John's warning is that's happening. And if you're not careful, you'll get led astray by it. That's exactly and, right. And it's already here. Yeah. We, we need to quit waiting to see if it's coming. It's already been here, and we will be in danger of it if, we're not, if we don't know what it actually is. And not be looking at uh, political figures for this, but thinking about, as you said, doctrines, even religions. I yeah. mean, there are world religions that doctrinally deny Jesus is the Christ yes. or deny he's the Son of God. Yes. We don't usually call them Antichrist, but they are. That's exactly what they are. Well, once again, First John chapter 2, these conversations, <laughs> so much, by. so much, so much. And other things I wish we could talk about, but next week we're going to move on to First John 3. If you're in Tampa this weekend, we'd love for you to join us on Sunday. Go to christiansmeethere.org for times and location. Let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you for this week that we've had to read First John to meditate upon it, talk about it, have these conversations. Uh, Lord, we want to have great discernment and pray that you would bless us with great discernment to know the truth, to hold on to the truth and not be deceived. Father, we know that there's been deceivers at work in this world, antichrists at work in this world, trying to lead people who know better 
to go back on their confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Father, we want to hold that confession and hold up that truth broadly to walk in that light, Father, and to be faithful to it. Please bless us to that end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.